When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody, Russ and my hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. This glorious weather we're having at the moment. And I can say that whenever because it's going to rain for these next week anyway. So it doesn't matter when this comes out. We know it's going to be raining. Um, hope you're all safe and well. If you use the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time I put new content on. Um, lots of great guests as always. And today's guest, um, you'd have seen him and Henry. They do they're starting to do the, the, the podcast and stuff, which is fantastic. We'll talk about that in the tick. It's Louis Pye. Hi, Louis. How are you? It's Lewis, actually. I know it's uh, it's spelt it's spelt Louis, but oh, I, for some I reason... just the thing is, and I asked you, and I asked you before we started about the surname, and I never asked. I do apologise. I'm just going to call you Lou for the rest of the time Lou. because everyone calls me Lou anyway. So and it actually says it on the screen. So there we go. Anyway, <laughs> Lou Pie, how are you, Lou? I'm good, thank you. Um, I was buzzing after Sunday's demolition of Wolves, but the game against Everton brought me back down to earth. So yeah. We'll see how Saturday goes. Yeah, we'll see how Saturday goes against uh, Leicester City, who have just no. turned over, you know, Man City. This will probably be going out on the Sunday, so I don't want to be an idiot. And oh, make it's, a prediction. It, it, it is on Sunday, isn't it? My, my oh, it's on Sunday. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. So, so, it'll be, so we're still like, we haven't been beaten yet, so that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know what team's going to turn up, do we? We don't know what team, you know, even our... even our. I mean, even our cup team that was that was brilliant became this sort of hybrid team, uh, the Everton game, um, because it was neither one nor the other. It wasn't our league team, wasn't our cup team, and uh, mm. and stuff like that. But how are you apart from that? Regardless, non West Ham related, how's things with you in this weird world we live in? Um, yeah, I'm okay. I've just I've just moved in with my girlfriend, so that's good. Ah. Uh, well, <laughs> I I I, uh, I moved in just before. Just before lockdown, but I wasn't like officially living there. I was living there because of lockdown, but now yeah. I'm like officially here as so. well. Oh, so you sort of We're like good. the trial period. It was like, you know, you sort of probation. In a period. sense, it kind of just, yeah. uh, I, I was just there when lockdown happened. And then I just, I was like, oh, I'll just stay for a bit. And I can't get out. So yeah. you're, you're stuck with me, love, even if you don't want to be really. I've not managed to put my West Ham gear on the walls yet, but we'll get round to that. 
God, don't worry. I, I, I mean, I haven't got mine, and I've been married to my wife for for. We've been together for ten years, and I, you know, I wouldn't even. That's why I do it down in the garage now, because it's like <laughs> over there. It's all, you know, it's all. I don't know, greys. She, she, everything's grey. I think that's the, the thing at the moment. Mm. So we've got different it shades is. of grey. Yes, uh, all everywhere. Fifty house, shades so. of grey. Oh, I wish. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, too only funny, but yeah, and and I can imagine it's lucky. Obviously, you know, it's a bit like you remember. I don't know if you remember when we signed Sebastian Schemmel, and and we had him on loan, and he was really good. And then we signed him permanently, mm-hmm. I believe, and he was and he was dog crap. And that happened. He won. He won Hammer of the Year, didn't he? On his he did, loan season. Yeah. And then, then he got his hair cut. He cut his hair like Samson. And That's his, always the problem. And his football win prowess just went. And uh, <laughs> God bless him. Happened to many, 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 many people. We do that a lot, don't we? We buy with a view. I mean, the only one probably exception at the moment is probably Suchek. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah. we, you know, cause we bought, he was on loan and then you know, we bought him and he's still doing all right. He hasn't had this little West Ham syndrome. For sure. Touch wood. And obviously, he's, he's our agent now. He suggests players for us to sign and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's got one on board today, hasn't he? So yeah, exactly. And then I was waiting. I I was counting the minutes down before the club did the checkmate of thing. It was too obvious not to, <laughs> but they did it as like fair play to. Them. But yeah, and obviously you know the the, the Hammers Academy stuff with uh, Henry we've had on the channel and Jack and stuff. You know, how's how's that all going? Yeah, it's a it's a new channel, so yeah. obviously we're it's a work in progress. But uh, yeah, it's a interesting project to be on and um you know we're trying to put out videos quite regularly yeah and uh yeah hopefully over time it'll expand and more people will you know be aware of it and get to watch our videos so yeah fingers crossed yeah no i mean i watched the um i've been watching it because obviously i i keep a you know a a keen eye on anything youtube west ham related Mm -hmm. um just because it's no because we all do all the west ham youtubers do for sure yeah it's great to see what other people are doing and you know anything good we always share it and stuff and i saw the stuff um the reaction video to the everton game which i thought was quite funny i just find it quite funny yeah yeah i just find it quite funny watching all these ones i just think it's like everyone has the same opinion it's really funny but everyone has yeah. channels and you're thinking yeah, what, if everyone clubbed together we'd have more subscribers than the west ham official channel which would be quite ironic but um it is what it is but uh no it's it's good fun it's it, same as me i mean i just i mean i started this four months ago five months ago something like that yeah it just went and it so was just, it, so it was like at the start of lockdown you started yeah Pretty yeah. much, was that yeah. was that did you do it because because of lockdown you had a bit of yeah. free time yeah pretty much and obviously i think i just i don't know how i can't i can't remember how why i started it but basically <laughs> it was i think i'd had enough of watching uh i mean you've got i mean obviously you live you've got a living girlfriend or you live with your girlfriend i've had enough of watching married at first sight australia and <laughs> It's all Australian programs, Love Island, Australia. And I think I had enough of it, really. And um, I, I just came up, I just saw something that came up on, I think it was Wikipedia, about something mm-hmm. about 20 odd years ago. The club did a survey about, they interviewed 500 fans to pick their dream 11. And mm-hmm. you look at it and it's like, you could have guessed it. You know, it was Phil Parks. The obvious name. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, they wouldn't be my 11 because I've never seen them play. And. I thought, do you know what? That's, and, you know, that was 2003, a long time. A lot of good players have come and gone. Not so good players have come and gone as well. And I thought, do you know, I'd be a bit of a giggle. 
and I just started it as a giggle, really, and it's just become its own beast. It's doing well, isn't it? Yeah, it's doing fun. I love it. It's great. You've, you've and got you got five thousand subscribers, have you? Or something I like wish that? almost like four, four and a half, four and a half. Close so, enough. Yeah, it won't be long. There. We're getting there. So yeah, it'd be nice to get five thousand. And yeah, I think we'll hit the ceiling eventually. But um. No, yeah, and, and it's someone a little bit different as well from the other. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, you know, everyone. I mean, you know, all the. I mean, every, to be honest, everyone like all the, the the current YouTubers will say the ones who do the the current stuff and you know more, all the podcasts and stuff. They've all been fantastically mm. supportive because it's it's different. So it's not like it's it's not exactly. competitive at all. It's like it's two blokes talking to pub about what happened ten years ago. Exactly. Sit back and enjoy it rather than bemoan as exactly. why we conceded a certain goal yeah but that and, and that's and that's sort of the, the niche that we do in it and it's mm-hmm. it means that it's a lot more friendlier um you know we talk about yeah time's gone by it means we can get loads of different age age groups of, of fans on mm-hmm. and obviously then we can get the players ex-players on as well from different genres we've got a few coming a few coming up next week which would be fun couple of good ones next week so it'd be good fun and yeah we're just having fun and obviously we do stuff with the food the iron sporting food banks the charity stuff as well yeah and yeah just keeps me out of trouble really doesn't it it means yep. i haven't i haven't bought fifa 21 yet i haven't pre-ordered it last, i'd have been i'd have been all over that like if it like lockdown i'd have been all over that this you know if it was like well, i didn't i didn't get fifa 20 and i'm quite glad because based on what people have said it wasn't very good I don't know. To be honest, I'm I'm crap at whatever game it is. No. That was one thing. I was going to start a YouTube series as well because all the FIFA players are always really good. Do you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. really shit. And I thought, that would be, be a niche in itself. Yeah. That, that's, that's the next series coming out. My Hammers 11 is shit at Lose things. every game. Yeah. Because I am and I'm really crap and I know I'm playing against, you know, a 10-year-old from Wisconsin <laughs> or something like that. And my team is brilliant because, you know, I'm not being funny. I've You know, I've got a job. So I can, you know, sort out the old FIFA points and things. Mm. So, you know, I've got a cracking team, but I'm just crap. So crap. I just don't know why. But anyway, we digress as we always do on this channel. Um, <laughs> anyway, Lou, the first question I was asking, eight and a half minutes in, so that ain't too bad for me for once, um, <laughs> is, is why are you a West Ham fan? Because I can detect zero Cockney accents or, or Essex <laughs> accent in your voice at all. Um, why? What's your origin story if you was an Avengers you know, superhero? Why are you a West Ham fan? Um, to put it quite simply, my dad, yeah. um, he, he himself doesn't really have that kind of excuse. He picked them out of his own free will. Um, because one day when he was, I believe this is the story anyway, one day when he was, I don't know, nine or 10, something like that, he went into a shop and basically just picked his favorite football shirt that he saw. And it was a West Ham. So I guess he, it could have just as easily been Aston Villa or Burnley on another day. Oh, can you um, imagine? I mean, look at the signings yeah. Villa have got at the moment. It would have been a, a great time to be a Villa fan. And, and yeah, Burnley, but, obviously. but um, yeah, he's he, he's from Wigan. Um, and so am I originally. Yeah. But uh, my mum's side of the family, and my granddad mainly, he, they're all Evertonians. And that's where my granddad and mum are from originally, uh, Everton, specific, specifically Everton in Liverpool. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they push harder instead of my dad, maybe I could have gone to the blue side, but oh, um, I'm a West. Yeah. <laughs> through to the final eight of the Carabao Cup, oh, on top of the league. I mean, 
It's all looking good on that on in Merseyside. It is, isn't it? it is. I mean, they're they're doing fantastic. I mean, both sides aren't they? The Merseyside are doing are doing you know exactly. But I, I wouldn't change it. I'm a I'm a West Ham no. boy, so exactly. It is what it's, it is. It would be nice to have a little bit of that, but I don't think I think it would I think it would ruin us as fans. You know what I mean? Because it's like because <laughs> we wouldn't enjoy it because we're waiting for that next game. We're going to lose four 0 to Burnley, or you know what I mean? Yeah, it might be top of the league. But we've got Crystal Palace coming the weekend, and we know we're going to get. A, we know we're not going to score. You know, it's that type of thing. We've always got this sort of pessimistic next game mentality, mm. and I just think it would be wasted if we had a. You know, a, a I mean, we had that. We had that brief. Well, in the season, Leicester won the league. We had we had that brief period of glory, in, yeah. not glory, but we came seventh <laughs> um, at the end of the day. But you know, the Payet. All the players playing so well. Bielic yeah. last season at Upton Park. Um, so that was kind of the highest point I've personally had as a, as a fan yeah. since since well, I started supporting them. And well, actually, uh, speaking of Everton, ironically, my first ever game was at Goodison Park, and we lost five uh, 0 <laughs> <laughs> I well. Obviously, <laughs> um, I think two thousand and one. Yeah, uh, yeah, we lost that game five 0 so that kind of set a precedent for just. Yeah, you know, I mean, but you, yeah, that's the thing because like your bar is that low already, so it's <laughs> like even mm-hmm. if we lost three 0 the week next week, it's a, it's an improvement on that. And yeah. uh, but that's that's a bit what being a West Ham fan is all about. I just think it's it's character building. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I was talking to a, a guy the other day, and and he was saying that he's. Uh, I think it was Lee actually, Lee Lee Vivet. He um he said that his kid was sort of like like a few years ago, maybe I'm gonna support Liverpool dad. Maybe. Mm. And then he went uh and then he went, No, stay with West Ham. And it's it is character building because it me it you know, it shows that you're not giving everything in life. You have to work for it. Mm. And and you and when you do get something good, you enjoy it as much as possible because you know next Saturday we're gonna we're gonna get turned yeah. over by Sheffield United or something like that. Well, after that five uh, 0 tonking, my dad always says I don't personally remember. My dad always says right after the game, after the full time whistle, the words that came out of my mouth was, um, "At least we hit the bar." So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was more po- I, I was more positive back then than I am now. Anyway, so yeah, that's why it is always the way. It knocks it out of you, and and no doubt at the moment, Lee, you're probably more positive than a lot of people at the moment as well because you're slightly young, slightly younger, you know, less experienced. I don't call me old or or young. You're yeah. less experienced fans, but uh, yeah, but I mean, 2001. You know, we had we had the the um, cup final. With the, yeah, it was all right. 2006. 2006, 2006. Yeah, we had that. yeah, not the way it ended, obviously, but I've had a couple of playoff wins. So yeah, a couple of playoff wins. I mean, I've, I'm the same. I mean, I tell you, I, I put, yeah, I've had yeah promotion. My promotion, my first season, 1993. There you go, proper glory hunter. But I mean, that cup final, you must have had not just your side of the family, your, your dad's side, but your your mum's side, because obviously we played Liverpool and they'd obviously want wanted probably West Ham to beat them, didn't they? So, you know. Yeah. Um, I think my, my dad went to it, but I don't think he could get a ticket for me, certainly. And I was a bit too young to... Yeah, yeah I think he would have given the ticket to me if I was a bit older, but I was a bit young. I, was, I think I was 10 or 11. So, um, well, that's, but that's he what, went. That's why I didn't want to win, didn't want to do progressing the Carabao Cup, because, you know, in the, the day, the final would be behind closed doors. and Yeah, that would have been I mean? typical. 
yeah, it would. It'd be so West Ham, so West Ham. But We've anyway, always got the FA Cup. We do, and by then, and that's why I think people take the FA Cup. See, it's just the way that the Carabao Cup is scheduled, isn't it? It's scheduled. It starts like a week after the season starts. You have this barrage yeah. of games, and then um, even more so this year. Yeah, even more so. But then it's... the next round isn't till December. Is it not now? No, it's like December the twenty first. Uh, has the draw been done for it yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I'm that's... just wondering who we would have got. But... That's the thing. That, that's what you do, don't you? you? Sort of work it through. You go, okay. Well, that means we're going to have this one. Oh, we'd have beaten them. We always say that, but like just because, for example, Everton draw that team, it doesn't mean we would because it's yeah. still a different balls and the, the way they draw. <laughs> it's, it just doesn't work like that. But obviously, hypothetically, uh, yeah, it's always the easiest route to go down. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, oh, it is what it is, isn't it? And we can we can concentrate on the league. And that's our main priority. As always. As always. Surviving relegation. Exactly. Let's get 17th. We can do it. Um, right. Okie dokie. So, speaking of sort of like all the stuff in terms of sort of restart and obviously the stuff behind closed doors, when you watch football now, do you watch it with the crowd noise on or off? Off. Off. I prefer it off. I like to, obviously, I prefer the crowd as well, obviously, but um, yeah. I like to hear the just the way the managers speak on the touchline, the players to each other, even the referees you hear sometimes. Mm. There was a clip going around, I think it was yesterday, of Dyke, uh, Sean Dyke, or Sean Dyche, however you pronounce it. Um, he was basically calling Sterling a diving bastard. <laughs> and he, you could hear it in his big robotic voice from the touchline, so that was funny. But yeah, I just oh. like to, it, it just kind of brings a kind of like Sunday league feel to it. Mm. Like yes. authentic, authentic where you can just hear everything that's going on so I, I, I prefer it with the fake crowd noise off yeah that's cool. what about yeah, you? no I, well obviously when I'm when, when, when I'm at the stadium it's so quiet that I actually always watch have a watch along in my yeah. ears on, on YouTube just so it's something because like at least when I was when there's like 60,000 people there I can look yeah. out and I watch people watching the game because i just find it fascinating and i can't do that i'm just looking at it. it's just a sea of empty dusty chairs mm. and, and so you're not, um, and you're not here that players or anything from where no because we're sort of like it's sort of it's almost like a sound it's a soundproof box basically ah, um, so sometimes can't. no yeah and sometimes i creep out and uh, <laughs> i hear all i hear is the journalist typing Oh, you know, and and obviously you, you can hear that. some people say, "No, you don't really want that." So I always put a watch along, and and obviously I'm in the ground, so I'm about three or four minutes in front of everyone else, really. But the, the time, everything, yeah. So I was yeah. like, "Oh, sub coming on, yeah, go!" And they were like, oh, "So you know what's coming?" Yeah, oh, Russ, um, Russ has spoiled it. It's a goal, but for who? <laughs> you know, I never say who it's for, just to try and piss them off a bit. But no, it's all it's all fun, isn't it? And actually, I think people have adjusted quite well to it. You know, in terms of the watchalongs yeah. and and Zoom parties and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And um, sure. yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame no one's there, and it is awful because um, it's just really quiet, and I just don't like it. Because um, you get no feedback. You know, I, I I could I could never hear the crowd noise, but I could always hear if it was a really loud game. Because yeah. the floor would vibrate because it's like mm. a literally a steel box. Um, so yeah, I don't get any sort of that that one to one. But we still make sure we still pump the music up. We still have bloody 
London's Twist calling on yeah, because we have to play. Because people have asked me about this, and you know, it was it's not my decision to to play goal music. Okay, no. yeah, I've I've had a lot of criticism. It's not my. The Premier League suggested that people play goal music. Yeah, Just I think every team's doing it really, aren't they? Every team, and if you watch mm. every team, every team is doing it. So hopefully, did you did you choose Twist and Shout or was it the club? Or... I uh, I made I made a suggestion about Twist and Shout. The mm. suggestion wasn't. The, the suggestions given to me, and I thought, well, you know, it, it's a West Ham thing. You, Twist and Shout is still West Ham. It's a West Ham song, yeah. and you don't want to play Bubbles or shit because it, it would just be no. over overkill. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, Twist and Shout, but we'll see. Maybe we'll jazz it up a little bit and do a few, you know, maybe Viva Bobby Moore or something. You know, I don't know, something West Hammy. You know, we're just trying to trying to do as much as we can just to keep a bit more atmosphere going. But uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll try. Anyway, let's let, let's move. Let's move aside. Let's let's talk about that. The Hammers Eleven. The whole point of the bloody show. Um, sure. So everyone we have on, bar three people, okay. we've had Harry Redknapp, Ian Bishop, Nigeria Coker. The three of them didn't pick their eleven, but everyone else has. So the idea is you pick your eleven based mm-hmm. on the players you've been alive to see play. The criteria is whatever criteria you want to include. If it's the, you know, technically the best players, if it's your fans' favourite, a mixture, whatever it is, man. But as long as it's your players, that's all it is. So the idea is by putting that caveat on, it means we all don't put the same players in the team. Because as I said to you, you know, Mm. If you if you picked your dream eleven, you'd be influenced by your dad and the stories you've heard. It would be yeah. Bobby Moore, and but I wasn't around no, there. Exactly. No. So it's it's about your eleven. That's why we call my hammers eleven. Um, and you can play whatever formation you want. Monarchy yeah. simple. I think I'll just improvise as I go through. I got four That's at the back, then I'll see from there. I like it. I like it. So um, it's a fluid sort of the the, <laughs> the Carabao Cup four up front sort of approach. Total football. Netherlands from under Cruyff. Yes, that's Um, what we like. Okay, let's start in goal. We'll start in goal on the back four, and then and then we'll have fun. All right. So who's in goal, um, Lou, for the for the for the the pie eleven? In goal, I was thinking Rob Green, which I'm sure a few have said, Um, Mm. but I I didn't see him play too. Is I've I've gone for someone else. I didn't see him play too much in his first time round. It was a bit too early yeah. for me. But for some reason, on his second go, I really liked him, and it was a uh, Shaka Hislop. Oh, Shaka. Uh, I I don't have a particular reason why why I like him so much, but I just always have. Yeah. I think since I've seen him quite a bit in punditry and since since he retired and stuff, he always speaks so well of us. Um, and I have I have a friend online that I've known for a while from Trinidad, and he he's I think he's good mates with him as well. So um, he, he he's always backed him up, and I've I've just always had some weird connection with Shaka that I've always yeah. liked. So yeah. it's, there's it's a, there's not an obvious reason no. why, but I, I just and he obviously played in the FA Cup final 2006 as well, and that, and that run. Yeah. That run up to it, so uh, yeah, in goal, Shaka is not for me. Yeah, he's a, and I, he's a great, honestly. Yeah, I, he's a great bloke. We've had him on the channel. He's a lovely guy. Oh, have you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's obviously he's in the he's in the East Coast. Um and I think we when we phoned him, I think there was it was during the summer where there was like a proper heat wave. And bless yeah. him, his AC had gone. So he was just sweating. He was sweating buckets. <laughs> and he sort of had this sort of West End t shirt on and it was like, Oh, bless him. But honestly, it was such a and he just made you smile. When you when, you, when I think about yeah. Shaq here stuff, he just makes me smile. And I think exactly. that's yeah. That's so I important. think that's part of it with me as well. Just, he just seems like such a exuberant ca- character who's just you can just imagine his presence would just uplift you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, definitely. We, I mean, I remember when I used to work for Safeways when I was in when I was you know sixteen year old or fifteen year old, whatever. And he lived in the same. He lived in Loughton where I lived at the time, and a lot of West Ham places. And he and I would regularly yeah serve him because yeah. you know, it was that it was that time where people didn't have Deliveroo and Uber Eats and and Acado. They'd go and do their own shopping. And uh, in his first spell around late yeah 90s. yeah. And so he was um, yeah. there was a bunch who used to go in him Samasi Abu people like this and, and Shaka. <laughs> you'd see Shaka when he was in because his head. Which would go over the top of all the shelves because mm. he was that tall. But oh, yeah, he's top, top bloke. Loves the club. Still loves the club. And um, yeah, lovely guy. All right, Shaka is in. Uh, if we play back four, let's go. Let's go left back then. Who we gonna have left back then, Lou? Um, this is kind of controversial because at the moment he's not so not so well liked to guess by the fan base in terms of performances but Aaron Cresswell I think um yeah in his first couple of years at us I think that first couple of years taking aside the rest of his time here is the best left back I've personally seen play for West Ham yeah uh, unless I'm missing someone obvious um I don't think I am probably not from two no I mean probably not from mid 2000s upwards um i think we've had quite a few stinkers in that position so that that aaron cresswell at his peak obviously in his first season he won hammer of the year yeah and he well deserved as well and then his second season obviously he was the pirate season the berlin season and he combined so well with pirate on that side and yeah, he, he he eventually got a call up to England, which was well deserved as well. And it was just that nasty injury on that preseason before our move to London Stadium. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure we can still blame that for now, but it, I, mean, I think it certainly took its toll at the time. Yeah. And he's just never really been the same player since. No, but for those couple of years, I certainly think. He's a very good left back for us, and he's is is a good servant. Yeah, I mean he's been there a long time now, um, and I just think you know he's. Yeah, I, I agree though. I think injuries have played a massive part in 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 the unfortunately, and it happens quite often to a lot of our players. I think particularly defenders, mm. it seems. But for him, he was um, yeah, exactly. So um, I just think yeah, I, he seems to have this sort of. He seems to always have a, like a, a small renaissance when they mm, put him into last a back. Season. Yeah, when they put him into a back three, he always has a slight renaissance. Yeah, under Moyes, of course. He played well for a few games last season when he's yeah. got that free kick against Manu and obviously the winner against Chelsea. But o- overall, his defending's uh, not at the levels, no, really, that it should be if we want to progress as a team. No, it shouldn't be. But like yeah. I say, like, last weekend they went to Wolves. He was. He was brilliant next to yeah. Masawaku, and I think 
for them for the time being that's definitely the way forward well it is and hopefully they don't because it because he, he doesn't have to worry about the attack attacking side of it that's Masuaku, mm. and he can just sort of stand there really you know and just exactly. and, and join as and when needed but um no i think he's i think he's um he's been a good servant i think i think you know you look back at it and yeah you know he's been was it six seasons now seven seasons something like that so and i don't get i understand people don't want him in the team anymore i think he gets a lot of unnecessary hate hmm. because it's not his fault that he is not at the level he once was no and he, like sometimes people forget like footballers don't play bad on purpose so no. like the vitriol he gets like on social media mainly but that's the age we're in really isn't it is unnecessary and I think he deserves more respect than he gets. No, oh, I agree. I agree. No, I agree. Definitely. Um, right. Okay. We'll put Chris in. Uh, let's go. Let's go right back. Then let's go to the other side. Right, back. right back. Yeah. I thought I didn't really have many options on left back. And I think I even have even less on right back. I think fullback during my, the fullback um, positions during my time as a fan have been rather depleted. I mean, yes. obviously, the previous decade, you had the likes of Julian Dix, which would have been a shoe-in for most people yeah, yeah, yeah. going up through the 90s. But uh, going back to Kerbishly era, uh, Lucas Neal. Yeah, solid. He was he was captain. for Yeah, he was captain, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Um, he came in in the January when of the Tether season. Yes. And he, he played a big part in... in you know, that famous running. Obviously, people say Tevez single-handedly kept us up, but that's obviously not the case. No. We had lots of players keeping us up. Um, and his leadership certainly played a part in that. And uh, for a season or two more after that, he he helped us consolidate ourselves as an established Premier League side. Yeah. With a couple of decent mid-table finishes on there, Kirbishley and then Zola. Yeah, I don't. I think. No, uh, right. yeah, I think you're right. If, if if we're wrong, Lou, some you know, Kent Irons best will be watching it and mention it, so it doesn't matter. Some know it all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Kent's lovely, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, and, no. and what and he's just yeah. I think I, I don't think I I don't think I appreciate Lucas Neal when he was a, when he was yeah. playing for us. I think he is um, one of those players who you appreciate when he's gone. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's what I get from when we've interviewed players who've been around during that time, um, mm. what a good captain he was, but like what a night, what a bloke he was, you know, not just a captain, mm. but like he's a proper captain, you know, old school captain, yeah. you know, he would roll up and that Australian twang in his voice, he'd just roll up people. And, you know, I think Anton told me a story where he went to, um, they like, I think Lucas had a team meeting and basically dragged everyone into the, into the tea, into like one of the rooms at one of the banquet suites at Upton Park and Curbs and that Mervyn Day were coming like the last two and he shut the door in their face, went, no, just players and basically berated them the whole lot and said, look, if you don't want to fucking play for us, tell me, I'll tell Curbs, we'll get you fucking out of this club now. You that's know, what you want. That's what you want. You, exactly. And he'd go round and he'd go around and take a percentage of all the players' win bonuses and give it to like the tea lady and the kit man and like dish it out because he says, you know, these guys are doing it now and they're doing a great job. Could you imagine if they're motivated 
with a little bit of money, what extra, how extra they're going to go for us. They're going to make sure this and, and the pitch is like that. And, and um, if we had that know, kind of character in the team right now, then I think we'd be a lot better off. I think we have more than one. I think we've got, I think we've got one or two, but I think, you know, that team, yeah. that team you had like, you know, even people like, I mean, people like Anton, you know, you had some, you had some strong people in there, even some like Robert Green, you know, he was strong. Mm, and character. even in, yeah, and Jimmy Walker and stuff like that as well. He had some, they had real characters, like a whole bunch of them. I think, I think if you have one, one or two, I think, you know, you end up not. I mean, obviously we have, we have nopes. But... Yeah. He is a leader, but I think there's just something about the likes of Neil. I just they're just such a natural leader, mm. natural captain. Noble, mm. I think, just my opinion. I think he makes a good captain, but he's just—I don't know how to put it into words. To be honest, um, I, I wouldn't be scared of him. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think for a good captain, you need someone who's your mate will go to like Kevin Nolan. You know, he'll Kevin go to Nolan, bat for another you. One, another will, natural leader. He will go to bat for you. But if you cross him, exactly, you know he's going to rip shreds. And as a young kid going into the team or a foreign player, that type of not being, you know, not bullying, but you, I think you need that sure. for a captain sometimes. You need to be strong. And exactly. uh, off the pitch. Yeah. yeah, we've got ourselves out of that, of that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You saved me there. But I knew what you was meaning, but I was trying to think of the same same words as well. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll put Lucas Neal in. Uh, Yeah, totally will agree with that. Right, okay, let's go centre-backs. Let's go first centre-back then, Luke. Uh, This is my first centre-back pick, and I will go with Winston Reid. Yeah. Uh, For for what he's done, I know, obviously, his injuries have caught up with him over recent years and now. Is in America, isn't he? But um, yeah. for what he's done over the past decade for the club, which I guess I remember most as a West Ham fan from 2010 to now, is my biggest memory mm. of West Ham as a club. Um, yeah, he's certainly played as big a part as any. He's obviously got so many iconic goals. Uh, Millwall, the winner against Millwall. Yeah. Uh, which I still don't know how I was allowed because um, was it Faubert who absolutely crashed into the... Like that, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not complaining, but I was just—I'm still shocked to this day that was that was let go. I'm not sure with VAR that would be that would stand, but he crashed into the net anyway. Um, <laughs> and then obviously he scored against Spurs away in that three 0 win. Yeah. Uh, and the most important of all the winner. Yeah. Winner against Sunderland in the. I'm joking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> against Torquay in the FA Cup third round. Yeah. Oh, he did score a last minute winner against Sunderland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he didn't, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Left, left foot outside the box. But obviously, the one I'm talking about is yeah. uh, against Manu in the final game at the Berlin. I was, I was lucky enough to be there. Um, yeah. And it was just wow. What a night, goosebumps! It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And, but on um, top of those goals, um, he's also a brilliant defender. Probably yeah. the best, best I've seen at West Ham uh, in my years. during his peak. I think one of the most, I think one of the most naturally gifted defenders. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He just, he, um, obviously, he came to us in 2010. Yeah. 
didn't really bring up any trees to be honest in that first oh, yeah, season we got relegated and then i think getting relegated actually made him because he then he was, was consistently playing and you know found his feet he's you know, cut his teeth in the championship and then yeah i mean you know you don't get people like liverpool and arsenal looking at you and yeah. for being a crap player and again you know like chris well blighted by injury but it's nice to see him he's getting some game time at, at the white caps now yeah, so sure. um yeah I mean, technically it's his testimonial year this year I, really. was, I was about to say i'd like to I'd, i'm not sure it'll happen but I'm, I, I would like to see him get a testimonial one day yeah he's like i say he's such a big part of the last decade at west ham oh definitely and i think i think he deserves one as as much as any uh, yeah anyone else. definitely all right we'll put winston reed in let's go to the second center back and Lou, I'm split between two. I'm split between Ginge, yeah, and one who's currently in our first team, Angelo Ogbonna. At <laughs> Ooh, do I have to make a decision now, or can I make an argument for each? I don't know. <laughs> um, I think overall I'll go Ginge. Uh, yeah. And I would like to put a Bonner in. I think, I think I'll just make a little case for a Bonner first. But yeah, I think since he signed, he's been here five years now, which has absolutely flown by. Yeah, it is. And I think at one point it looked like he was possibly on his on his way out. He wasn't making the team a couple of years ago. Last season, I personally voted for him for Hammer of the Year. I think he was our most consistent player throughout the whole of last season when we were playing well when we weren't play, playing so well. And uh, he's certainly a figurehead in our defence right now. And if we didn't have him, we'd be, I was about to say, we'd be all over the place, but we are, but we'd be even more all over the place. Um, so, yeah, uh, and he just seems like a really great guy, Ogbonny. He seems uh, to really, he seems to get the club. Uh, but, yeah, Ging, I'll go for Ging. He's, he's obviously had two spells at the club back in... When he when we first came up, I think he came along yeah, with, Danny, with Dan, Danny Gabadon from Cardiff, and yeah, he, I don't think he was. I think I think that first season it was mainly Ferdinand and Gabadon, wasn't it in the back two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was making he, he he wasn't playing as much, but he, he was certainly a good player when called upon. And yeah, uh, I remember him scoring a header away at Chelsea, was it? It was the opening goal. Yeah, I think when so. he had a full head of ginger hair. Yeah, and when he became the ginger. The, exactly. Uh, I think we lost that game four-one, but he scored the opening goal, <laughs> and yeah. I just remember bouncing around the living room celebrating. Uh, but then he came back to us as a more experienced, well-rounded defender, and with a shaved head. And uh, yeah, he 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 had a really good five uh, five six seven year spell with us. He did, and uh, I think he consol- consolidated himself as a, I wouldn't say West Ham legend, but a cult hero. Yeah, that's a good way to describe him. I think, yeah, when he came back, he was he to me he seemed more of a West Ham defender than when he left because mm-hmm. he came back with the shaven head, the beard, <laughs> yeah, and just like was rugged and just would put his body on the line and more of an old school Alvin Martin type defender. And um, yes, exactly. became, became a cult, cult hero. You know, he did. And, you know, I love a player who, when he's not playing, he, he goes and sits in the away fans. And he's, yeah, he did that at Arsenal a couple of years. Yeah. Ago. 
and I, I really rate and I love and I love players who give their shirt away meaningfully rather than flippantly. Do you know what I mean? Because some players like and just throw it into yeah. the crowd, you know. But literally, he would like in that Chav corner or the adopted Chav corner at London Stadium, mm. he would like pick a little kid out, take his shirt off and put like hand it over and mm. you know hand it up. He did the same at away games as well. Yeah, and I, love, I, mean, and that's I, I mainly love. I mainly get to away games rather than home yeah. games. And every pretty much every away game win or lose a draw mainly lose obviously it, it, it'd be the first over clapping and most of the time he'd give his shirt away and yeah. you know he's he's, he's he's just West Ham through and through now isn't mm-hmm. he and it's just it's just disappointing the way it ended really uh, obviously I think he received his like notice or whatever it was via via email was it yeah. from Cold and Sully like that, yeah and it's unfortunately, isn't it? It's, it's like it's 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 yeah, unfortunately it's, it's like it's football in general now, you know. Christ, that happens, you know, it's like it's, it's different, isn't it? Now it's like I think we I think a lot of people have have like a utopian view of football and footballers and the way it works, and oh we'll play, you know. I remember was it is it Billy Bonds or something like that? I think Billy Bonds finished on six nine nine. You know, in terms yeah, of that always aggravates me looking at that stat. I just yeah. really got the seven hundred. But it's the same thing, isn't it? You think they yeah. would round it, get a just round play. up, or yeah. yeah, play five minutes against you know Kettering in a in a in a game exactly. or something like that. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if he, to be honest, Bill could probably do a job now. You saw he looks fit as a fiddle anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. he'd probably be all right for twenty minutes. But uh, no, I know what you mean about Ginge. But we'll see. You never know. Might come back. You know, he does his does his academy, does his does his school, his football schools and stuff like they all do, like Jack and that lot do as well. So yeah, for sure. We'll see. Right. All right. Okay. That's your back four. That's your goalkeeper. Back four. Now I have to Midfield. decide my formation. Oh god. Right, what are we going to um, do? I think we'll just keep it old school. Four four two. Four four two. Okay. Let's go to left mid or left wing then. Left. Uh, controversial, but I can't. I can't, I know, and this is re- it's not re- it's a mix between my best 11 and favorite 11, but yeah, it's controversial. But Payet, the that, thing is, everyone says controversial, but everyone picks him, he's not yeah, controversial, he's one of the best players you've ever, you know, it was all controversial, it's just, just controversial because of the way it ended, and exactly, yeah, it's, it's he just brought, I've, I've never seen anything like it at West Ham, no, me neither, no. and if I don't think I ever will again, well. Hopefully one day, but one day, but certainly yeah, not in the near future. No, uh, certainly not got anything like that at the minute, anyway. Especially with the way Anderson and Co are playing. But that's a discussion for another day uh, on Hammers Academy. I'm sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Henry will be proud of that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Payet. It, it was just so sensational. There's just every single yeah. game. He, You'd looked forward to games because of Dimitri Payet. Yes. It every like every week, once the game ended, you were like, Oh, can't wait for the next game. It's just those free kicks that even when he didn't score, it was just that insane pieces of skill. I remember I think it was against Chelsea in the first season, we beat them two one. he took it down on his chest. Like lobbed it over William's head and then put across, and it was just stuff like that. It was just, it was just like at West Ham, we don't get to see that kind of player. No, we don't. No. For for that season or so, including the Euros, 
afterwards. He was genuinely one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And that was shown by, I think he got like 18th in the Ballon d'Or. Something like that, yeah. Something mad like that. So, yeah. You're totally right. And obviously, like Collins, but, but in different circumstances. Uh, it's sad the way it ended. Mm. But I, I can see both sides to the story. So I, I don't hold it against him too much, personally. No. No, of course you would. I mean, and and we with those mercurial players, you do get that other side to them. You know, it's like you know they would throw their toys out the pram. Oh, it's that, just, it's just a t- yeah, Arnie as well. It's the same thing. And um, I think people now they, they you know literally, despite everyone li- would say oh, it's controversial, but I'm putting Dimitri Payet. He's he was one of the best players I've. He, he probably is technically the best player I've ever seen at West Ham, and probably ever likely to see. Unless something was he, you saw more of De Canio than I did. Would yeah, would but you I, write him over to Canio? Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. yeah. Not, I, I mean, I, I always, I always say that technically, Pyatt was my best, was a, the best technically player I've seen at West Ham. Yeah. But I think De Canio was the best player because I think you've mm. got this sort of Ven, this pie chart. You've got, you know, a proportion is technical ability, but also you need the passion. You need that yeah. sort of association with the jobs as well. So um, I just think. I just think for him, I just think it's, I just think he was brilliant and he was, he was absolutely phenomenal. And I think he made that season what it was. And I think he'll always go down in folklore history for, for giving us so many amazing. Especially with, I'd say my generation, because we've, we've not had the luxury to, you know, see some of the greats of the past Brooke in, and you know Devonshire yeah. and so on. So Payet is kind of as close to that level, say like of say ability wise that we're likely to see mm. until who knows when. Who knows but, when exactly? But yeah, but yeah, great memories. Yeah, and, and yeah, as I said, we'll have the memories and people people forget about it, you know. We've had we've had people who have left the left our club in, you know, and gone to play for other rival clubs who in the sixties and seventies and stuff like that who we revere. Do you know what I mean? Who we yeah. who we love and and um, but over time, over time, it gets. Yeah. You just remember what they did at West Ham rather than. Yeah. I mean, people forget. I think it was was it Bobby Moore handed in a transfer request to Spurs, was it? Indeed, that's my big gripe when people criticize Scott Parker. That's my big thing back mm. to them. But I mean, with Pyatt, I mean, you know, you know, what did, what did we really expect? He left us, he joined us because he went on strike at Marseille, didn't he? So it's like, you know, yeah, he's got form. Yeah, I think every club he's left, he's done the same thing. Almost every club he's got on strike, yeah, well as, you know. So, and I mean, it's going back to him saying he was one of the best players in the world. It, it, if, if you're at that level. And you see, and you kind of promised the club to progress. Yeah. But you see the likes of Zaza coming on loan, Jonathan Caleri, Ashley Fletcher, those yeah. signings. You're going to be a little bit, I mean, pissed off. I know what you, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to stick up for him, but I, I can, that's what I mean when I say I can see his side of the story. Mm. It's just, it's, I know we chose to sign that contract, obviously, but mm. 
you, you want to make the most of your talent. I know um, what you mean. I know what you mean. And also, I mean, you know, with him, you know, and 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 also, I think as a club, I don't think we understand. I think we, you know, we it sort of took us back a little bit how good he became. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was. I I can well. I can't really think of anyone we bought in since I've really supported them who has who we've signed in their peak. We always sign people in their bookends of their career. Yeah. We'll have us. We'll have Joe Cole making his debut, then buggering off and coming back when he's basically t- almost retired, and then yeah. always always sign. So yeah, okay, Jeremy and Gakia and Teddy Sheringham. These are the types. So these these are bookends. No very, yeah, we never really get that. And and Payet, to all intensive purposes we signed him in his purple patch. He was, he, he was, they was top of all this, you know, the, the you know, chances created stats mm. at league on against, you know, I think it was only De Bruyne had got a messy or something. had got more. He wasn't really, he wasn't in the French squad. He wasn't still wasn't being picked. He came to us. He became a household name. He was a that Ballon d'Or nominee. He was one of man, men in the tournament in the Euros. Yeah. And, we made we didn't make him, but we hit we got him at the right time, and we made him a bigger uh, yeah bigger deal than he was oh, um, he, sure. before he joined. Sure. And I think and I don't think we knew how to we we don't ha- we've never had superstars. You know we have no. people who become superstars like Joe Cole and Lampard and Rio and stuff like that, but we never had one ourselves. And I don't think we really knew how to handle him as well. <laughs> and I think that's part of the part of the reason. But um, yeah, I agree there. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Lou. Okay, that's that's left wing, uh, right wing. Let's go right wing. Let's go to the other side. Who should we have on the right side? Uh, I've been thinking about this over the past couple of minutes, but um, I'm going to go for Alessandro Diamante. Oh, nice one! Big fan of that Diamante. <laughs> Does it take you? Does it take you a while to process that one? No, no, no! I've just got to find him because I've got, I've got, I have all my names, oh, and, okay. and, usually, and usually they're at the top. So yeah, we'll talk about Diamante. Diamante was brilliant. I thought he was an absolute he nutter. Was. Yeah, and I thought he was just in, so much in the fun. Decanio mold. I know that's easy to say because they're both Italian, but he was kind of in yeah. that Decanio mold of, of again Maverick. I, I seem to like these Mavericks, don't I? Um, I think we all, but we all do. I don't say. I think everyone. We do. West Ham, we 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 have a better relationship with the team when you have someone on the team who is so unpredictable, like Di Canio, like Diamante, sure. like Payet. I mean, like Payet was, but you know, it was. We love and we we love yeah. a nutter as well. And and Diamante was a crazy bloke. He was crazy, and but he was our crazy bloke for sure. Oh, sorry, I think I cut out for a second there. That's all right. Carry on. No, yeah, we're just talking about um, how great Diamante is, man. Um, yeah, yeah. We only had him for one season, didn't we? But it during that season, yeah, he was just a bit of a breath of fresh air, similar to Payet, but not on that level. Yeah, and yeah, I just I was still quite young at the time, and yeah, he he got me up off get got me up off my feet. And uh, he, he, like I say, ever since he's left the club, he's only spoke highly of us as well. He's, yeah. I think he plays in Australia now. I think he did an interview the other week where... Yes, he did. You he know, did he spoke highly of us. Rashaim. Rashaim for the... Uh, the uh, Let me uncover. Yeah. 
One second, let me open my door. I think there might be a bit of connection of that, yeah. <laughs> the, old, uh, the old open the door <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah, the open like the door it. trick. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens in my toilet all the time. For some reason, really? when I shut my door, and, and yeah, when you're on the toilet and you're watching a bit of YouTube, I always have to flick onto the old 4G. It's really annoying. There we go, a little inside to mean, my, my life. Bad, my, bad, my bad Wi-Fi is ruining the video. <laughs> Don't be dilly. Yeah, I mean, he was he sort of was that sort of stopgap after the Kenya, wasn't it? You know, we, 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 we didn't have – he just was – I mean, we had a few, didn't we? I think we had him. We had uh, Louis Jimenez. Do you remember Louis Jimenez? Yeah, like, I think he was a he was like the season after, wasn't he? Yeah, so he had like a little rotation, but he was you never really mean it. Diamante made an impression, well, yeah, uh, and it, no, he scored a great free kick, he scored that great free kick against Birmingham, didn't he? Yeah, in that 2 0 at Upton Park under the lights. I think he scored, he, he scored, he scored a I think it was an equalizing penalty against Arsenal and a 2 yeah. 2 draw, I'm sure. Um, you scored, you scored a weird sorry, well, I was about to say something yeah. about that, that Italian passion. Do you know what I mean? He's just like he, and I think that's why West Ham fans love like the Vicanios of this world. And he, there's something about the sort of the Italian way they play football and how passionate they are, which just grabs West Ham fans. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. Sure. Yeah, he's playing at Western United now. There you go, yeah, Australia, very good. Yeah, I don't know how old he is, but. You must be getting on. 37. Ah, there you go. There we go. And he's 5 foot 11, if you just wish to know. And he's, and he's, he's, Thank he's, you. Um, he's got three kids. There we go. I was about to ask how many kids he has. But... Yeah, he's got uh, Tedio, Olivia, and Eileen. Eileen? <laughs> yeah. Tedio, Olivia, for an Italian <laughs> Bless him. But no, he's a good he guy. <laughs> I don't like him now. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> him out and put Lauren Courtois anyway. in instead. It's fun. But yes, um, <laughs> no, I mean, he's, uh, he's, he, he was fun. He was good fun, weren't he? We enjoyed him. And he was, and he was, but that, and I remember, wasn't it that season? Uh, wasn't he like runner up of Hammer of the Year, I think, to Scott Parker or something like that as well that year? Um, yeah, I think he was. I think he, made like he a, was. Yeah, massive impact. And, but yeah. All right. Well, thank you, yeah, I'm sure we would. Right, let's go. Let's go into the central midfield positions. Then, who's going to be your first centre midfielder? Then, Lou Scott Parker, <laughs> as I just said, um, three-time Hammer of the Year. Yeah. Not just of an ability, but like you just mentioned, when I go passion, uh, that the captain we never had because obviously, yeah. during everyone, everyone. <laughs> Everyone talks about him as if he was our captain, especially during yeah. that Avram Grant season. Yeah. But it was obviously uh, Matt Upson, who I'm not really that fond of, and I'm not sure many no. like some fans are really. No, no, not really. Uh, but he, he certainly took that captain's role and leader's role upon himself, and he single-handedly, he single, pretty much single-handedly kept us up during the season before. Yeah, under Zola, I remember that goal against Wigan, and that three-two win. That yeah, I think it, I think that's officially confirmed our survival. And just for three seasons straight, he was such a brilliant player. And it, like like you say, I, d I don't begrudge him going to Tottenham. No. He just won. He just found his place in the the England team. He was yeah. 
he won the Football Writers Player of the Year. Uh, you can't expect him to stay in the championship. And I think it was, it was Spurs' club growing up as well. Yeah, I think he was. His, his dad was a big Spurs fan or something like that, and he was on his yeah. His and his dad, on, his dad, yeah, and he 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 played he played in a nil nil against Spurs like the day after his dad died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't see how anyone can hold him in low esteem. No, and so <laughs> you you can't begrudge anyone. I know we've got a rivalry against Tottenham, but you can't begrudge him going to his boy boyhood club and the no. one who his dad's boys. Like if we were, if one of us play, played for Spurs and West Ham came in, like, and we were on a higher pedestal, we'd absolutely jump at the chance. You just yeah. got to put it in perspective. You got to put it in perspective. But what, what is a yeah? It's a career to them, and it is, and it, it's horrible to think of that. People think, oh yeah, love the badge, and they do love the badge, but it's like it, it's 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 a career, and so for them, it's just. It's just for me. It's it's just it just seems. Yeah, it's my biggest bugbear about people is there how they some people don't give Scott sure. Parker the because I, I, I used to see him crawl off the pitch. Yeah, you know, put so much in, and he was an absolute. I think he he, he he earned the right to leave. Yeah, of course he did, and you know, yes, Trevor Brookie when we went down didn't leave for us, and he stayed with us. But that that was you know. 40 years ago, do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's a long time ago. And football's, yeah, football's changed, unfortunately. You, If you get three years out of a play, you've done well nowadays. Sure. They'll bugger off, don't they, and go all over the place after a couple of years, even managers as you, well. You can't, as as we learned with, you know, the likes of Payet, you can't get too attached. No. no players these days. Like Rice, I'm sure, I, he's probably not going to leave this season, but I think next season. Yeah. I think I think that's the best we're going to get out of him. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. Right, okay, we'll put Parker in. Who's next, man? Um, I think Martin Martin will have. To, I don't think I can yeah. really. Don't think I've come make a hammers eleven and not include Martin Noble. <laughs> he's been he's been with me with me like on a journey with me well he has um, really isn't he from, yeah I mean, exactly from 2004 something like that yeah. when when we were in the championship that's i know i said i went to the you know games a couple of years earlier but i don't really have memories because yeah. i was quite young uh but from 2000 i remember that championship season from like 2004 and that's when he first broke into the team yeah and like i say he's been I've kind of been on a journey with him ever since, and now he's still here 16 years later, which is absolutely mental, really. We we talk about players not really staying for long, but 16 years at a club in this day and age is credit to him. And obviously, he crazy, uh, towards the club. He has obviously, I was about to say, lost his legs, but he's never really had any, has he? But um, uh, you, you know what I mean. Um, but he, he still, he, he did an interview last year where he says, if he if he gets picked, he'll play, but it's not him picking the team. So you can't really give him too much stick for, you know, being in the team. Him personally, it's the manager who picks it at the end of the day. He's not totally. going to refuse to play. Yeah. So, um, but he's given us so much over the years. Obviously, 
he's kind of like a standing captain during that championship season. Then he took over no, then he took over Nolan, and he's been captain for what six six years, I think five years, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of these guys who just he's like he's like Doctor Who, doesn't he? he sort of re, re, re- regenerates himself yeah. into like a number ten now or whatever. Yeah. But and um, he's still. Despite his decline, he's still capable of top class performances, no doubt about it. Yeah. Against definitely. usually against the likes of Man United or Spurs. He just seems to up his yeah. game and he's and for those for games like that he's certainly an asset to have. Oh totally. And uh, yeah. you know, no matter how long he stays, I'd it, it would be nice to see him it'd be nice to see him stay on with the club in some some form. I think uh, he'll have to. I think he'll have to out of his own sanity more than anything, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think he'll know what to do himself apart from maybe go fishing. I think he likes fishing, doesn't he? Yeah, they all do. Don't they? they all like a bit of yeah, fishing. Golf or fishing is yeah, usually yeah. go Um but yeah, obviously he had his testimonial five years ago, which just shows how long he's been with us, really, isn't it? Uh yeah, that was a that was a fun watch. I wasn't there sadly, but it was pretty much well, like all the other greatest hits, wasn't it? Really, in terms yeah. of all the yeah, it was that lovely. Was a great day. Um, obviously, Dean Ashton scored that. Was it bicycle kick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless him. Yeah. De Canio came on, and oh, loads of other little stars as well. But yeah, no, you you can't have not have Mister West Ham in. in no, in particularly as you said, he's 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 sort of your. Consistent... He's the closest I'm going to get to Billy Bonds, pretty much. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah, and and, 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 and and it's and it's one of those things where I think it's the exception to the rule now, isn't it? So the testimonial itself is is, is something which doesn't happen very often, um, no. and when it does, I think it has to be revered. And having your captain, having your one man club, your five hundred and whatever it is appearances now, and he's a massive West Ham fan, just gives it an extra, uh, extra, extra level. And he's yeah, a, yeah lovely bloke. Right, okay. Uh Marky Nubs is in. Let's go. Let's go up front then. We've got two up front then. See so we go. Dread, I was dreading this bit. Okay. God, we've had we've had a lot of dross up front yes. over the years. Um I think I'll have I've got one in my head. I'll have to think of the other as I'm descri- as I'm explaining the one, but uh Mr. Carlton Cole. Yeah. Good old Carlton. Not the best. No. Admittedly, but like so many of the others, he, he just gets West Ham. Yeah. Uh and he's impossible to not like as a West Ham fan. He's <laughs> like when he when he um left and on a free, then we re signed him. Yeah. Uh he just he just we were a like like magnets, just always yeah. attracted to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And kind of similar to when it was just never his fate to leave when he did. But no. like like when was it Pulis was going to sign him at West Brom one January, and then that yeah. collapsed, and he just ended up staying again. It was just he was just always meant to be at West Ham. Um, yeah, and, same sorry. thing to. To Hislop, you know, like you just smile when you think of Colton Cole. Yeah. And you know, God loves a trier. Whenever yeah. I think of Colton, I think I think of two things. Uh remember in Black away at Blackburn when it was snowing and he landed in the snow and he was playing in the snow. 
they just yeah. summed it up. And then, obviously, I think it was the League Cup semi-final against Birmingham when his head was steaming. Yeah, he'd be chuffed. It, 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 yeah, it looked like his head was on fire. And he, 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 sorry, go on. I was gonna say, as I say, he's like he's like a typical. He isn't. He, he sort of encapsulates West Ham, I think Carlton Cole does, because there'll be moments of absolute, like top jaw, world class finishing, and then the next minute he'll trip over his own feet. That is exactly. And, there was it's one game specifically against Tottenham where he scored a worldy volley with his yeah, left yeah, foot. Yeah. And then about ten minutes later, he back passed it to Defoe. We guys, there was I think I think that's exactly what you're saying there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like he just got to take the rough with the smooth of Carlton. Got to, don't you? To be honest, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's just such a great character, and he still works. I think. Is he yeah, under fourteens or something like that? Yeah, he works. He's in the coach. One of the in the coach. Every every age group has an ex player. Yeah, in the coaching setup. So yeah, he's one of the. I think maybe sixteens. I think Zavon's fourteens. Um, yeah, and I think Paul's the fifteens. Conscious fifteen. So yeah, that it sort of works out. But yeah, it's great that he's he's still around because I just think yeah, just just the energy. just brings such a great vibe and energy. yeah, totally, totally. Right, okay, so who's the last one going to be then, Lou? Going through a list in my head here, and all I can think <laughs> of is the bad ones. I've got like the nightmares of Shamak and Savio and Zaza, Kaleri. Um, I'll go with Tevez. Yeah. Oh, just say so Clary and Carlos Tevez, yeah. yeah. Same nationality. <laughs> yeah, I can see the I can see the, the way of thinking about oh, it. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously he was only with us for a season and he only performed for half a season, if less than that. But similar to Payet, he was just on another level during when he yeah, was playing. He really was. Um I did mention before when I was talking about Neil that he didn't single-handedly carry us to to surviving like many people make out, but he certainly played as big a part as any, if not if not more mm. a part than as any. He just turned it on during it. It, it, it was that goal against it was that free kick in Spurs, wasn't it? Yeah, that just everything seemed to click from then on. It did, yeah, it he did. He jumped in the crowd. You could see how happy he was to score. Yeah, like he could have easily just like shrugged it off and like I'm coming to the end of my time here. I don't really need to try, but he was just so happy to get that final goal. And obviously, the end of that game ended in tears, but it kind of spurred us on for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think I think the next game was away at Blackburn, where we controversially won, to say the least. I don't know if you remember. I I, I was I was behind the goal that day actually, and. Yeah. Tevez won a penalty to equalise where it wasn't a penalty in a million years. It just kind of slipped because it was raining and then Zamora scored the winner with an effort that didn't cross the line. So we got away with that one and then I think from that point onwards we are a couple of slip-ups against Sheffield United and Chelsea. We we didn't look back. No, and we did That was mainly to do with Tevez and he's just heroics. And I, th- I think once he got going, everyone could see how good he was and it just mm. inspired the rest of the team. Yeah, 
totally he was he was just like he, he was as you said once because i remember he was he was so unlucky beforehand everyone was willing him to score I remember that in that Tottenham yeah. game i think he kept hitting the bar and scuffing mm. the shots and then when that goal came in the release and sport, speaking to a few players who were around that time he i don't think he realized what it meant to people the english game until he until that game because obviously it was such a devastating loss so to speak um and then that's where this sort of love affair and you know i mean he was uh, doing an article a few a couple of months ago saying you know the the only team he'd go to in the in europe would be west ham again um and you know what is he i mean there's been rumors down the years haven't there there's yeah yeah there's might be coming back this sort yeah obviously never materialized no, and he no. went back to his went back to Boca Juniors. Okay, yeah, where yeah. it's it's true love but it's it's nice to hear that it is especially considering what, he, what he's won at other clubs and he's been at Juventus and, you know, and he went to obviously Man United, City. But no, he wants to come back to to, to, to West Ham again. And it, it's, I, think, I think he just appreciates the love that, that the fans yeah. gave him. And it was very real. It really was, yeah, genuine. And, and to have such an ovation for a player when they come back from an opposition side. Um, obviously, he did the cross hammers. Yeah, he brought, he brought it back, you know. And that we we didn't, I, mean, I don't remember doing it ever, the cross hammers really? after Tevez. I think. I mean, that's my first memory of it, to be fair. I saw some pictures in the 70s and 80s when people signed, that's something they did. Um, and no one did it. And he brought it back. And now everyone bloody does it. You know, to yeah, they do, but uh, no, he was he was he was he was a special player. He was a very special player. There's no doubt about that. And uh, um, yeah, and that finished that finishes the team, Lou. That finishes wow. it. Wow, that was, that was easier than I imagined. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I think I've I don't think I've missed anyone out that I'd want to put in. No, I'll, I'll, pro- I'll probably end the video and I'll be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, and you, 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 yeah, you, you dear me afterwards another eleven. It's like yeah, that's the eleven I meant. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the of the video, but um, no, it's great, man. It's been lovely chatting to you. Like an hour's flown by. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I just noticed in the top corner, blinked, now. Well. blinked an hour's flown by, man. But obviously, thank you so much, um, for your time, obviously, and, and obviously, thank good luck with the older, ple- absolute pleasure, and good luck with the Hammers Academy stuff with Henry and stuff, and Jack, and um. And yeah, we'll be all we'll be all good. And uh, thank you. So obviously, and thanks everyone for watching as well. Sorry, didn't thank any of you lot as well. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching, or if you're watching on YouTube or podcasty stuff, podcast platforms, wherever they are, Spotify and Apple and that type of stuff. Uh, whatever it is, give it a like, give it a share, and obviously get over to the Hammers Academy as well and give them some love as well. Um, and until next time from me and from Lou, take care, everyone. Stay safe. That's really, really important. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.